Welcome back, podcast community. My name's Cam. This is Three Questions Podcast. I just found out that Andy Richter also has a very successful podcast called Three Questions. This is not it. If you're you're getting confused, go find that one. Anyways, episode number 41, I have a guest today, my good friend, Andrew Dornish out of Denver, Colorado. He runs a marketing agency that he is going to tell you all about and answer three questions today. Andrew, what's up? How you doing? Not much, man. Like you said, it's been uh, been a busy day, so uh, all good things. But yeah, Cameron, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate uh, jumping on here. Nice. Well, glad to have you. I Like I said, I've been talking a ton on the podcast. I've been doing a lot of solo ones. And I started this podcast with the intent to get people out here, have them tell their stories, have them share advice, have a few laughs along the way. And that is where I'm going to be going uh, in the future. So we'll have you on again in the future. Is there anything you want to talk about? You want to talk about your agency, how long you've been doing it? Do you want to give a rundown on all your side projects real quick? Yeah, sure. I'll give you a kind of 10,000 two minute view. Um, so yeah, as Cameron said, we're mainly focused on experiential marketing. It's 5614 marketing uh, based out of Denver, Colorado, but we pretty much operate nationwide. Um, we currently have teams of uh, event executors in 17 different states. So um, slowly taking over the world, which is super exciting, has been fun over the past couple of years post-COVID, trying to rebuild and um, you know grow from there. But yeah, like I said, we mainly focus on experiential marketing, um, but have kind of dabbled in the digital space, web design, um, and starting to really get into influencer marketing, sweepstakes marketing. Um, and it's pretty much if a cool project comes along and it's something that uh, interests me, I'm, I'm more willing to jump in and, and give it a try. And not really sticking to any kind of parameters when it comes to uh, the marketing space, which has been a lot of fun, frustrating, but uh, awesome at the same time. Well, you live in a good place for it. Colorado is an exceptional, exceptional state. Not um, at all. What's You want to give a shout out to your website for people listening if they want to pull it up? Yeah, absolutely. So F-I-F-T-Y-S-I-X, the number one, number four dot com. So that you can find everything there from our capabilities to some of the projects we've worked on. We're very active on social media, just the numbers 5614 MKTG, uh, pretty much on all social media platforms. Awesome. Yeah. I want you to share all of that with me in the email after, and I'll put that all in the description box below for people. Um, So all of my interview podcasts, they are the most popular ones. I guess people don't want to hear me talk. So are are you ready (laughs) to- not at, not, not at all. Are you ready to, and I don't even want to hear myself talk, but <laughs> the guests that I do have on, they share some really, really exceptional wisdom, right? Things that they've learned and you can go, this is free form. There's wherever you want. So share things, you know, the format it's five minutes per question. We're going to do three questions. You ready to go? Let's do it. All right, cool. So I'm going to set my watch. The first question that I have for you, Andrew is, what is the biggest thing you've learned as an entrepreneur in the event marketing space? So that's going to kind of be like a two-part question um, for me. I started uh, 5640 Marketing seven years ago when it was a totally different landscape and environment from when it is today. Obviously, I'm not going to say the uh, the C word, but we went through a time where experiential marketing pretty much disappeared. Um, it was put on the back burner for a lot of brands. So it's been... Awesome from the beginning, trying to build a brand and trying to build an agency, you know, simultaneously. Um, and then it's been an interesting time kind of reinventing yourself post, uh, you know, post the C word. I'm not even going to say it. It's uh, it's a bad word in our industry, but um, 
so it's it's been it's been fun it's been challenging it's been um it's been very exciting i think the biggest thing that i've learned is and this is going to be semi cliche and i don't want it to come off that way but it's it's truly like you got to just keep going like you can't give up you got to you know always make phone calls always try and meet new people always try and uh reconnect connect always try and expand always try and grow cuz the minute you stop growing the minute you stop evolving you know striving for uh, a better version of what your brand is and what your company is it doesn't really matter what industry it's in um it's kind of the day that that you die so i was very fortunate 7 years ago when uh, I had a coworker who was actually a part-time employee at the agency that I was working at. Uh, we sat next to each other, became good friends, had similar hobbies. Um, we, you know, always stayed in touch. He came to me and said, "Hey, I need brand ambassadors. I need you to help me create a consumer experience." And I was like, "Absolutely, that'd be that'd be amazing." And uh, that turns into, you know, seven years later, we've worked with over 125 brand ambassadors, like I said, in, you know, 17 different states. Uh, just those are kind of the easiest numbers to kind of show growth um, over those years. So, you know, I think the the other biggest thing besides just keep going is is you never know who you're going to meet, how you're going to meet them and, and why you're going to meet them. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it's just truly being the best version of yourself introducing yourself, you know, being expansive, meeting people, um, cause you never know when that opportunity may arise. Um, and then it's kind of same thing when it comes to, to marketing your brand, you know, always be available as much as possible within your guidelines, um, within your, you know, personal guidelines. Um, and then like social media, you know, always be, uh, at the forefront, always be there when people are curious, interested, or looking to go to action. Uh, cause you never know your, po- your post might pop up and, and show, uh, you know, your capabilities to someone who might not know who you are or might know who you are, and it might be a kind of a perfect fit. So kind of, you know, right place, right time. But those were probably the two things that have contributed to most of my success and where I am today. Dude, that I think that's great advice. Now, in terms of challenges, right? Like, sounds like you've learned a lot. Yeah. How long have you been doing this from that opportunity, right? You You became an entrepreneur at that point where you saw an opportunity, you took it, was that challenging, especially surviving during the the C word times? I mean, talk talk about that. We're at three minutes and fifteen seconds. So yeah, so I think um, so. The initial question got asked by me to do this seven years ago. So you know, I consider myself more of a opportunistic person as opposed to an entrepreneur. Uh, just because I think that word is fairly overused today. Um, when your Uber driver says they're an entrepreneur, start to question what's going on. But um, it is what it is. So. Um, back to your question. Yeah, I think it's, it's the challenging part has just been trying to stay consistent and just trying to chug along. Um, you know, there's going to be challenges throughout whatever you're doing. Um, and I think trying to find the best ways to quickly overcome those, um, you know, is, is the best way possible. There was, you know, middle parts where I was, you know, taking PPP money, trying to keep afloat, laying people off, trying to bring people back in, trying to activate and do events in different spaces and different states where the rules were a little bit more lenient. Um, so just getting really creative on trying to problem solve uh, things that were out of my control. That that brings up a really good point. I heard a quote the other day that you will succeed as long as you do not quit. That was mm-hmm. basically it. And actually, I just butchered that quote. Whoever said it or wherever I found it on Instagram, I was like, damn. Uh, but uh, I'm trying to formulate 
how I really feel about that. And I do agree with you that the entrepreneur word is, is overused. I use that word for myself, but I do have like several different side projects. So I feel like that's legit, even though we're all kind of an entrepreneur, when we take these opportunities to go out on our own, I think being a business owner is, is the next level above being an entrepreneur. And you've been a business owner for seven years. So I know you have a lot of other side projects. We just hit five minutes for that, but are you ready for question number two? Yeah, let's do it. So a little bit more light. We don't have to talk about the the C word times or or dark times, but (laughs) I want to know what the best thing about working in marketing, advertising events is. And I would love for you to tell a story if you've got one. Yeah, so it's it's evolved over my time involved in the in the industry. So before, when I first started, uh, my favorite part was the traveling. It was going to new places. It was meeting new people. It was going to these large events, um, whether they were you know boat shows, motorcycle shows, festivals. Like it was kind of a little bit of everything, which was awesome. No two days were the same, um, and you got to experience a different place, which were different groups of people. Um, people think differently across the United States if if no one didn't know that. Um, so it was very interesting to be involved in in a widespread of people um, over those times, seeing all these neat places. And I, uh, you know, everybody asks, "What's your favorite place?" And I always say, "If um, you know, if you can't find something fun everywhere you go, it says more about you than it does about the place you're at." And uh, I still <laughs> still hold true to that. Um, but it's it's definitely evolved. You know, after doing four or five years, you know, taking a couple of years off there of doing 200 plus days of travel, um, you know, your mindset definitely changes on moving from a nomadic lifestyle to being or wanting to be more in one place. And so, you know, my, what I enjoy out of the business now is more of the combination of creativity and analytics. Um, you know, I consider myself a very analytically driven person, which is great for business. Um, and then I do, you know, I enjoy being creative, whether it's through videos or photos or coming up with concepts. Um, so that's very helpful, you know, on the marketing side as well. So now, you know, my focus is more on the, you know, creative and analytical side as before it was on the traveling side, um, seeing things, meeting new people, you know, running around the country, like a D actually an F list, you know, rock star. Um, so uh, it was definitely fun and I enjoyed it. I wouldn't change anything, but it's, uh, you know, like I said, my, my, uh, life has kind of shifted, um, since, since it started, which I think is cool. You can do that all in one industry. You don't have to change industries to kind of do different facets of it. So, um, for me, that's been, been a lot of fun. I think story that I can tell on a public facing channel, um, I guess it's it's just the com- camaraderie that you you get to experience with all these people, and um, I can't really say one story, but you know whether it's the tour staff or the clients. I mean, you're going out to dinners, you're going out to drinks. You're, um, you know, it's a very social social um, social industry. I guess you can say, um, you know, for better or for worse. So it's um, it's been a lot of fun to get people getting to know people. Um, people as opposed to brands. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun as, as that's concerned. So. Dude, I think you hit the nail on the head. And I was, when I wrote the question, I was thinking the exact same thing. Like, there are no two days that are ever exactly yeah. alike, whether you're in the office or you're traveling or you're going out to dinner and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you've been up or you're working for like 20 to 22 hours. Yeah. And uh, it's awesome. I mean, everyone's social, everyone wants to have a good time. Everyone wants a positive experience. And 
it's very as stressful as this industry can be like the payoff is always worth it right seeing people smile or seeing people yeah. have a good time with something that you created or you put together or you brought together it's an awesome feeling right yeah. And I think, you know, to that point, that's like one of the best things is you show up four days before, you know, let's take a convention, for instance, you know, the convention center is empty. There's the heat hasn't been turned on yet. It's two degrees inside in Chicago and nothing's on the floor. And then in two days, three days, um, it turns into this crazy experience that people absolutely love and come back year after year. So just, you know, truly building from concrete to you know, these crazy experiences, a lot of fun. Also, I had a big, you know, played a lot of sports, played ice hockey in college for a year and the team atmosphere, the camaraderie that you get with these individuals um, on the road, just because it's so focused, like, you know, you are the team, you are the group of individuals that are pulling this off and doing this. The distractions are, you know, abundant on site, but, um, you know, offsite, it's, it tends to get blurred out. So as far as, you know, that team atmosphere that, you know, creating a single vision coming together to do something is, is really cool. And, you know, if you're on the early parts of it from paper all the way through the end and seeing, like you said, seeing consumers smile and, and happy faces is, uh, is super cool. It's yeah, it's the best. Um, and then you always sleep for like two or three days after the event. Cause you haven't gotten any. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or now where, you know, Mondays is emails don't start or don't stop. So yeah, you get a, uh, get home from the event Sunday night and you got to start answering emails on Monday morning. So, uh, it's fine, but it's, uh, like you said, it's, it's a lot of fun. It is. Okay. Uh, we're at 10 minutes and I want to know, you just kind of hit on the coolest experience that, that you've had, which is a, a myriad of them anywhere, new place, going out to dinner, Chicago, two degrees, been there, done that. Right. <laughs> so if you have any advice for anyone starting or running a business as an entrepreneur or a business owner, or someone who's looking for their next opportunity, what advice would you give them from your own career thus far? Yeah, I think one part where I, I'm not going to call it screwed up because I, I mean, I got to where I am today off of it, but having a little bit more of a plan. Um, I think today we're hitting a time where it's so hard to figure out, or it's actually not hard to figure out at all. It's actually very hard to display who you are and what you want to represent as your brand or company or, um, you know, agency. So I think coming up with more of a blueprint for where you want your business to be, go, five, 10, 15, 20, 30 years down the road. I think that was one thing that I totally missed out on. Um, but it also led me to kind of swerve and go into different experiences and try new things and kind of did keep me off the off a beaten path, which was great. Um, but that's one thing I would at least, you know, kind of do a little bit more of, you know, brand identity, who we are, what we do, what we stand for. Because I think today, more important now than ever, uh, that's coming into question a lot. And I think that if you have it on paper, you at least have a general direction for an organization, a group of individuals to follow, uh, which I think is super important. Um, I think the other thing is, and I don't, I think this, I think this is one thing that I did do well at for a lot, a lot of years is saying yes to a lot of things. It did cause burnout over a couple periods of time. And, you know, you just kind of, take a week or two off, like you said, and, and kind of like reset where you are. But I think saying yes, provided me with a ton of experiences, uh, met a ton of great people and put me in places that I never thought that I would be. So, um, you know, while I do believe in protecting your time, protecting who you are, protecting your brand, your image, your likeness, I do think if you just kind of 
wait for the right moment, wait for the right time. I don't think that ever comes. And I think it's most important to kind of do something now, uh, you know, while you can, as opposed to wait and just kind of, you know, not really take, take the bulls, pull bull by the horns, take the horn by the bulls. Um, (laughs) so, um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's just super important to kind of just, just do it, whatever you want to do, just start now. It was funny. Actually, I was in speaking of Uber drivers and entrepreneurs, I was in an Uber the other day, um, with a young lady who actually wanted to start a podcast. And she was like, very excited to start it. I'm, I'm working this up. I'm working on getting guests. I'm working on doing this. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like, this is really cool. You have a great concept. You have a wonderful background. And she, I was like, how many episodes have you recorded? She's like, oh, zero. I was like, oh, okay. Um, what are you waiting for? She's like, oh, well, I have this one guest that I'm really waiting for. I need to get started, but you know, I, I need to buy all the gear and I have all the gear, but I have some of it, but I don't have some of it. And I was like, Oh, so you've like tested it to make sure it all works and you like know the whole system and what you're going to do. She's like, no, 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 I have no idea. I'm going to wait for my big guests to do it. And I was like, come on, like we got to get going now. Like, I think it's most important to do something now, screw it up four times before you think you're going to, you know, strike the stars and, um, you know, and practice and get, you're not going to be amazing at something the first time you try it. I think it takes repetition. I think it takes practice, um, and definitely just takes time to accomplish. So, um, you know, I wouldn't expect patience is probably a virtue on this one. Don't expect, uh, your first client on the first ad, you know, it definitely takes time to try and build up, uh, build up a business, whatever you're doing. Dude, I couldn't agree more. I think so many people have these great ideas. Everybody has great ideas Yeah, and it takes a special person to act on them. Right. And then it takes a whole new level of your own self to to continue with that consistency, continue with that discipline, continue with that motivation, yeah. even if you're not seeing payoffs. Right. Like I I, I just told you I'm up to 40 episodes on this. Some yeah. my last like seven have like two downloads or three downloads, yeah. which is way different than, you know, my first 10 or 20. And I think that as an entrepreneur, that journey, right, it's called the dip. Seth Godin yeah. has who's a marketing guy, has a good book about this dip. And you as a CMO for hire client, we talk about this all the time. It's like, hey, man, like, don't look at the stats. Don't look at the analytics. Don't fucking worry about it. Like, yeah, your videos when you start anything or your podcast when you start anything are probably going to be trash. But look, how long did it take Joe Rogan to like finally get successful? Like a decade, right? Where he was just like... Yeah. Hundreds of episodes before people even started really paying attention. And now he's obviously the number one podcast guy in the world, inspiring everybody to start their own podcast. But the first podcast I started was super cool. And I lost consistency and motivation and discipline for it. Right. And now when I undertake certain things, as I'm sure you do, I just say, you know what? screw all that other stuff. I just need to be consistent and this will go the right direction. The right people will come in here. And the best advice that I've ever read or heard was I never lose either win or I learn. And I bring Mm -hmm. that attitude to everything that I do now, as I know you do, which you and I have a lot in common because we're like, fuck it, just get it out there. Yeah, You know, let's build on it. Let's put some stepping stones out there. Yeah. And I really admire you because I think that's what it takes to be a business owner in 2022, 2023, where people have to really like move softly or like think about their words or their actions. And you're just like, you know what? I'm fucking building my business and the right people are going to align with this at the right time. Yeah. And I think like, you know, it's, there's another saying it's, you know, over overnight success takes thousands of hours. So, you know, it might not be one of um, who her name is Bobby. Bobby's a new, uh, not a new, I shouldn't even say that because that just just disproves my point, but she's been in the podcast game. I don't know. Are you familiar with her at all? 
No, she, she had this crazy episode with Drake that kind of popped off on TikTok in the past couple of days. So she was originally a content creator on TikTok, creating TikToks about being a mother, how to be a mother. This is what I do. This is how I do it. Um, and kind of you know engulfed herself and made her an expert in the um, I don't know. This is I'm going to screw this up. A motherhoodness space, motherhood space. And she was very successful, had a great following, had you know many viral TikToks. And uh, she recently just pivoted um, and now does podcasts. And she had Drake on. And everybody's like, no one's heard of this girl. She came out of nowhere. And your first episodes with Drake, she's like, no, this is actually my ninth episode. The first four didn't really do very well, but Drake saw it and thought it was a cool format. She has like a very quirky, passive personality, almost that like between two ferns. Um, you know, interview style. And so she, she kind of adopted that and now is, is killing it. And she's doing really well. Just had Mark Cuban on and um, you know, she's, she's doing really well, got signed by WME and that's because she screwed up six times. Drake thought it was cool and was like, I'm on it. And now she's, you know, signed by WME, probably making thousands and thousands of bucks. So yeah, just kind of shows, shows the process. Right. Which is another point that I want to add. And if you're going to be a business owner or an entrepreneur or a content producer, or you want to go viral on TikTok, you need to not be focused on the results. You yeah. have got to be focused on loving the process, or you've got to be focused on the fact that you were learning during the process, even though it may be uncomfortable, even though you may not be motivated. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've sat down at my computer and be like, oh, I, I have to do this thing. And then I'm like, no, dude. You, you're fucking getting to learn. You're getting to teach yourself something. You're getting to like build on your own entrepreneurship skills as a person to put something out there that may bring you a return, right? That's hopefully yeah. going to bring you a return. So it's like our, our growth as human beings. I, I love it. You know, I focus a lot yeah. on that and I bring that to my, my coaching platform, but holy shit, whether you're an overnight success like that, mm. or whether it takes you a decade or two decades or three decades, one of the guys I, I fallen out on. Andy Elliott. I don't know if you follow him, but he's, he's like a car salesman out of Arizona and he has some, some crazy advice. I read his story. It took him like 20 years to get where he is. And now he's just exponential growth. And I'm like, damn, this shit really does take a lot of time. And we live in this age of like instant gratification and it doesn't work that way. Yeah. I mean, I think two, two points to that. The only thing I would challenge on the views aspect of it is for me, I think you, you got to take it the correct way. Like I look at views as bumpers for creating content. Like if one thing gets, and it it sometimes doesn't even make sense. Like I'll be going down the exact same stairwell, uh, shooting a video at the exact same time a day later, and it'll get six views, which is the day before it got 1600. So it's like, you know, what, what's actually happening here. So I would just, you know, caveat it, but you know, the numbers for me provides motivation um, you know, when you do like the creator fund and how much, you know, views you need out of shorts alone to create this, it's, at, you know, it's like 33,000 views a day. Um, and like in my head, if that's like, all right, let's try and figure out how we can get 33,000 views a day. Like, so I think don't take it as an insult or personal, like you just have to kind of take it as motivational and as bumpers for how you create. So I don't think it's, I think it's a number that you can use to your advantage. Like the other day I was at 95, like I'm no, I'm nobody on YouTube. So it's fine. I got, I had like 95 subs and I was like, I need a hundred subs by the end of the day. Like I need them. 
So I created a video and I said, I need you to subscribe and I need a hundred subs. And I got 103. So like there are little things that, you know, can be motivational, can be great, but you can't rest on it or you can't absorb your personality into it or your, you know, your passion for it on it. I think, you know, you just have to, it's a number, use it as a third party, reflect on it, change it, use it as bumpers to kind of redirect you and, and, uh, you know, to succeed, but don't, don't let it kind of discourage you from doing. Exactly. That's great advice. A lot of people, and I I blame Instagram for this, but a lot of people will attach their self-worth to their likes or to their views. As an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. you need to not do that whatsoever, right? Use it as bumpers. I think that's a much healthier way to sort of view that. I I have never even thought about that. So that's that's a great piece of advice. Um, Andrew, I want to thank you for coming on episode 41. I'll share the link with you. Please send me an email so I can put all of your info in the description. Is there anything you want to say? Do you want to let people know how to reach you, your favorite Instagram channel, your YouTube channel? (laughs) Give me the whole plug right now. Yeah. So uh, we're on the road to 250. I need 250 followers from everybody here. So if you don't follow me, you got to follow. You just have to. I do a lot of uh, entrepreneurial, I'll use the word, uh, content day in the life kind of style stuff. And it's just Andrew Dornish, um, A N D R E W D O R N I S C H. Um, and then it's, I am Andrew D Andrew R D. So I am Andrew R D on all my social channels. Uh, I guess that would be Instagram, TikTok, or kind of, uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube are kind of the three platform platforms that I focus on. And thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, dude. Uh, anytime. Of course, I know we talk on a regular basis. I'm helping you with your business and marketing stuff, which is really my bread and butter. Yep. Eventually, I'll, I'll get back to a role like that. But I love doing this. I love helping other business owners, entrepreneurs, or even people that have been there and done that or are thinking about going there and doing that sort of stuff. So great advice. Thank you for sharing on the podcast. We'll get you on again soon. And uh, that's it. Thank you guys for listening. Please like and subscribe to all of this stuff, all the links that you see down below. And uh, we'll catch you guys in episode 42.